friends, it's Anime Death Spiral, the only anime podcast that knows right from wrong. And can you believe it? Uh, I watched anime. You watched anime, Remy? I I actually watched some anime. I mean, some real cartoons, like some animated type shit. Like some moving pictures that that people drew and then and then put together in a long sequence, so they look like motion. Yeah, I'm. Hey, talk- what's all this shit about animating on ones and twos? I think you should only be animating on twos. You know, only white people animate on ones and twos. You know, everybody else in the world is animating on twos and fours. <laughs> do, do people get that? Never mind. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> not a joke. This is not a drill, people. I watched some straight-up fucking cartoons here, uh, and I want to talk about them. Let's let's go back and forth. Uh, let me let me lay down a couple that I've watched recently, and then I want you to hit me with some of yours because I know you also incredibly watched cartoons. Um, uh, there's a new release called Unicorn Wars. Now this is a uh, French and Spanish collaboration anime by Alberto Vasquez, who did uh, Bird Boy a little while ago. Now, this is an incredible anime. This is... Have you heard of this? Unicorn Wars? This came out fairly recently. I assume that it's not a sequel to Gundam Unicorn, uh, so no. No, no no giant mechs in this one. Um, Unfortunately. Unfortunately. This one is uh, kind of in the spirit of Guillermo's oeuvre of uh, strange anti-fascist spanish uh, fantasy-esque social realist type movies um the latest obviously being uh, pinocchio this is a, a spanish social realist fantasy anti-fascist movie about um a group of fascist teddy bears um who are waging a sort of holy war against the unicorns of the magical forest and uh, let me tell you, it's uh, brutal as hell. It's incredibly touching and disturbing at the same time. It's animated to within an inch of its fucking life. It looks incredible, and it has one of the best endings I've ever seen. It's really hard to talk about this because a lot of it is, like, straight-up depressing. <laughs> really depressing shit. It is Apocalypse Now about t- teddy bears, and some real bad shit goes down. Um, but it is absolutely 100% fantastic. And I want to shout that out because it, this is an unmissable movie. Like, get the fuck out there and watch Unicorn Wars. You know, Guillermo's whole thing for like the last, uh, you know, a couple years or so is he's been pushing this like animation is a medium, not a genre, right? Animation is for adults, right? His whole thing has been this recently. Well, I don't think it's so much that animation is for adults. It's that, like you said, animation is a medium, not a genre. It's not restricted to any one age or type. It's just how you make a movie. You know, yes, it's yes. it's like saying, uh, oh, uh, blocking in a scene is for kids. Like, that yes. doesn't even make sense. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a, it was always a ridiculous thing. This is actually, I mean, of course, a, a anime as anime viewers, we obviously understand this intrinsically. Oh, because, we are very smart and cool and big. Yeah, anime anime has always understood this. It's all from day one. Uh, it's been for you know adults as well as children. But uh, I think what Unicorn Wars does is really interesting. Is that in Guillermo, I think sometimes Guillermo pushes it in a way that's like animation is for adults also. But, like, Unicorn Wars is an animated movie that is for adults, period. Um, this is for, like, 
a mature audience, but in the way that like mature used to be used in like uh, a mentally mature person. Like you don't, you're not really gonna get what's going on here, kid. Well, you might, you might, but it's certainly not meant f- like for you. And if that's not catnip to every child uh, who wants to be an adult faster than they're supposed to be uh i don't know what to tell you uh watch unicorn that's Wars. uh that's a piece of advice to you dear listener who i'm assuming is a kid probably <laughs> seek out media that people tell you not to read yeah i i, I don't know if uh, a lot of you non uh video podcast fans are aware of this but we are streaming minecraft whenever we do the podcast it's strictly <laughs> for algorithm purposes <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I just want to reach those eight and nine-year-olds, okay? I'm speaking directly to you, eight and nine-year-olds. I mean, I, I I think that kids should watch Princess Mononoke. I think we should start putting those thoughts in their head pretty pretty early. Oh, definitely. Well, I really don't have a leg to stand on because, like, one of the first anime movies I ever watched at, like, maybe seven or eight years old was Vampire Hunter D, and that just like, really <laughs> Hell yeah. fucked up my brain. Just absolutely destroyed me mentally. Oh, it scrambled you like fucking eggs. It did. I really one of the first true delineators of like mental illness in in my life. See, that's funny because my earliest movie memory is is watching my neighbor Totoro at like four or five. (laughs) And so maybe that is what set us on these diverging paths. I think so. I think so. And it's funny because when we watched Princess Mononoke, this was because a friend is working their way through the Ghibli movies. Which uh, I'm familiar with this friend and I am disappointed in their in their lack of a catalog. Yes. Yes, of course. Uh, and they started with My Neighbor Totoro. And so they were quite shocked when we moved into Princess Mononoke, I have to say, uh, which I found very satisfying personally. Anyway, uh, I just want to shout out Unicorn Wars. I watched uh, a couple other things. Uh, just want to talk about briefly. This is one that I was unaware of, and I really kicking myself because I, I really should have been aware of this. But I watched a, a live action anime called uh, Gunhead. That's G U N H E D. Now, can I pause for a second and have you define the term live action anime? Because well, let uh, me ex- let- you just said some bullshit to me, <laughs> sir. <laughs> let me explain. Let me explain. Gunhead is a uh, early 90s cyberpunk uh, techno fantasy movie that is basically the single most influential foundational text that explains Final Fantasy VII, Armored Core, Metal Gear Solid, uh, Front Mission, basically uh, all of science fantasy Uh, of the Japanese 90s and 2000s output is inside Gunhead. It is the seed from which all Japanese science fantasy grows. Uh, So when I say I'm ashamed that I hadn't seen this before, I mean it like this is uh, not just a hole in my uh, canonical understanding of these things that I claim to have uh, like an emotional connection to. This is like uh, uh, talking about Jesus without having read the Bible type shit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh shit uh yeah. this sounds dope you need to get on this i mean i just i know i just said i get on unicorn wars but uh gunhead there were shots uh in this movie um that my jaw just fucking dropped because they are literally copied frame by frame in final fantasy 7 frame by frame in metal gear solid uh, there is a mech that is just all of mechs in like all of '90s Japanese. Uh, it's just every movies mech. and games. Yeah, it's incredible. It's a shape-shifting mech, so it covers like <laughs> five or six different genres. 
The cast is a mixed, uh, it's a, a multinational cast. So these characters are speaking Japanese and English together with no distinction, which I found really cool and weird in a way that they don't really do anymore. Like I said, there's like insane mech action in this shit. There is a giant uninhabited uh, machine life tower that our uh, our main characters have to traverse in this sort of like creepy, lonely horror way that explains stuff like like blame and even even stuff like later on like Girls Last Tour like shit like that. Uh, it comes straight out of how this. long is this movie? Uh, it's a little too long, but <laughs> it's too long. I I, I mean I, I, so know. when you say too long, that means it's more than ninety minutes. But like, how long is it? I think it is like two hours, maybe something like that. That's not too bad. 1989's Gunhead runs a very long one hour and 37 minutes. Yeah. Listen, as someone who just watched The Ten Commandments, which is like three hours and 49 minutes, like that's not that bad. Uh, no, it is not. It is no Ten Commandments. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to By the way, they that. should totally make a Ten Commandments anime. Oh, boy. I, we can get to that at some point. <laughs> we, we could talk about that. Passover's coming up. Yeah, we, we should really get to Jesus uh, adaptations in anime. Sometime. Oh, that's a good one, yeah. Anyway, this movie is incredible. There's a, a female lead who is doing, like, a fucking spot-on Lauren Bacall performance. She's fucking badass. This it's an incredible movie that needs to be watched to understand. Uh, at, at the very least, Final Fantasy VII stole everything from this movie. <laughs> everything. What year did it come out? Nineteen eighty nine. Eighty nine. Yeah, eighty nine. Okay. It was right there. Okay. Um, we're talking yeah. like uh, like a November release, eighty nine, maybe. Yeah, something like that. Honestly, this is the kind of thing where like if the script had been tightened up a little bit, this would have been next to Alien and Blade Runner like as foundational sci-fi texts like Damn. no joke all right um well i'm gonna i'm gonna put that on the list that's going on my list oh put that on the list my friend gunhead got it yeah and so um anyway hey, is that anyway, a is that a, a chainsaw man reference gunhead <laughs> <laughs> he's 100 seen this movie no doubt just yeah. like Kojima has 100% seen and stolen everything from this and Escape from New York. <laughs> like, honestly, those are his entire output. Hey, don't forget Die Hard. Also Die Hard, yes. How could I forget John McClane? He was crawling in vents. That's where he got vents from, man. Yeah, so I also watched, I didn't just watch movies. I also started a series, kind of a throwback series at this point, I guess. It's weird calling, like, 2000s anime throwbacks. It makes me want to die a little bit <laughs> that's like hearing uh, green day on the oldies station on the radio it is it is it's so fucked up it's yeah. so fucked up here when i heard santeria play on like an uh a classic rock uh station oh, i did God. i did want to die so this this is a show it's like from the late 2000s which is apparently like you know ancient at this point mm -hmm. called Ray Zero. Apparently this is one of those shows that started life as a prequel to a manga that's called Ray. So uh, I'm already confused like right off the bat. They made an anime prequel to the manga? Yeah, I know. Isn't that strange? That is okay, yeah. Uh yeah, you know, you guys do you, you know, who am I to yeah. judge? I'm not successful. They had a show. That's uh, that's the uh that's the end of the story. Yeah, who the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I mean, if we're going to do adaptation stuff, I kind of prefer it that way, you know? Um, do something new. Make something, you know, you can own, you know? Uh, I like that. I like that approach. 
Sure. And because it's a prequel, I didn't have to know anything, so I got to go in cold, which was absolutely perfect because this show does one of those things, um, one of those things that I really like. It has that move, um, which is like the full-on fake-out. And I, I, I hope this people aren't sensitive to this stuff because like when I was told this, this is the reason why I watched it. I hope this isn't like telling you that there is a fake out episode one doesn't turn you off and instead turns you on because a lot of shows do this and a lot of shows that I like do this. Sure. But Gare Zero, it starts off as a very almost comically generic fantasy sci-fi anime about uh, a government agent that has to exercise ghosts in Tokyo and you know they have mm-hmm. like holy water guns and shit like that and <laughs> uh, and this there's a plucky team of exorcist guys who all wear little cute matching outfits and they have their own little anime personalities sure. one of them does like uh, kung fu with a motorcycle at one point which I thought was very funny it leads all the way through this episode setting up very classic uh, uh, shonen you know our, our main character is haunted by the failures of his past we get some you know very authentic uh flashbacks to like his traumatic origin story which is very good Mm -hmm. um he sets Mm -hmm. up his like his romance with one of his colleagues anime colleague girls um they even have uh there is a fake gendo ikari who's leading the our shonen protagonist team and he shows up at the board meeting and does the little hand glasses thing even (laughs) um and and just as a side note, what is up with board meetings in anime? There's like board meetings in every anime. It's very strange. Well, um, I, I don't know. Did you um uh, watch? You watch Shin Godzilla, right? That that movie's all board meetings. It's like twenty percent monster fights, which are awesome, uh, and and like eighty percent board meetings. Yeah, there's lots of board meetings in anime. Uh, guys in suits sitting around a, a thing, watching a screen, and talking about like which governmental agencies are failing at the moment. I mean, I think that just happens a lot in real life. Maybe, probably in Japan. Yeah, yeah. And we go through this, and right in the last like five mi- minutes, maybe, um, our team is celebrating their their like s- skin of the teeth save um, against a big. Uh, kind of uh, disappointingly CGI um, ghost. Uh, CGI didn't look very good. It did. It's never looked good. <laughs> yeah, the late 2000s CGI stuff really stands out these days. But like, you know, they're having a thing and, and then uh, shit goes down. The plucky anime shonen team that we just spent, you know, 25, mm-hmm. 26 minutes of eviscerated brutally. This uh, anime girl with a big-ass sword, you know exactly what I'm talking about, Mm -hmm. uh, shows up and just slices these guys apart. Brutal. Uh, And uh, she has that, you know that thing where, like, some of the anime girls have square hair? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, It's not very important, but, like, she has square hair. Sure. Yeah. Got that square head. Just like how anime girls um, have different hair colors and eye colors to kind of signify different tropes, I think the square hair thing also inhabits the same space. But I'm, I'm struggling to find like what it corresponds to. I'll have to think about it more. Yeah, got some of that angular folliculitis. Yeah, 
But she shows up and she just goes like game over bitches and just fucking slice these guys up. And that's the end of the episode. It just cuts to credits over silence, which is um, how you sell a show. That is how you do it. <laughs> uh, do a fake out. Yeah, I, I was so fucking in. And this is something that works a lot on me. Uh, so I, I, I kind of went back and I was thinking about other shows. And maybe you can think of some too. But like, th- this is not an uncommon thing that happens in anime and in TV shows in general. But like, I was thinking about a couple that I had seen. Uh, I know you haven't watched some of these. Um, I'm looking at the list you wrote in the notes here, and I actually haven't watched anything besides Gurren Lagann. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, Gurren Lagann does the same thing, basically. You know, uh, we it does it sort of in reverse. A lot of these shows do it in reverse, where the first episode, right, they start with the big space battle, and they're doing mm-hmm. the giant mechs and the cosmic warfare. Um, and then we cut to a little kid in a hole in the ground. Yeah. Yeah, which is a nice little fake out. And it sells the show really well, right? A lot of these shows uh, do that. So Higurashi does that, basically. It starts with a a murder uh, way forward, and then we kind of cut back to, like, a cutesy uh, slice-of-life anime. Sure. You know, uh, Gungrave, obviously, episode one. It's all about a crazy zombie man with a giant cross-shaped gun taking out monsters. And then we cut to (laughs) uh, a very, very simple mafia gangster setup for 20 episodes or so. They yeah. well they, they take a long time to set up the gun graving. Literally an entire season. Yeah. To to get there. The f- most famous one of course, not most, but a very famous is the Puella Magi Madoka Magica, which I have heard watched. of Madoka Magica before. That's uh okay. it's kind of hard to escape in yeah. in the fandom. Yeah, but it's a great sell because it starts that way. It's it's a very kind of uh magic girl girl setup and then we devolve very quickly into some really demented shit, which is great. It sells the show uh really well. Gaku Garashi does basically the same thing as well where we start off with uh what is a what is a slice of life uh episode and you're kind of like, "Well, I'm waiting for the the hook." to kick in and then like right at the end hey guess what uh things are a little darker than you realized uh promise neverland is a big one that just came out recently which has again the the entire first episode is like look at these cute kids uh, they're living life in this cute orphanage and uh drops uh, a huge fucking bomb in the last five five uh, minutes of the the first episode and decadence uh, which is pretty recent and is an incredible show as well. You should really get on that. Has uh, an incredible twist that's like three episodes in that completely recontextualizes everything you've seen and everything you think you understand about this like fairly, really interesting, but like fairly standard anime setup. Okay, now now let me ask you this. Um, yeah. Of this list that you wrote down here that you just went over, like, mm-hmm. do you think that all of them are using the you we're gonna call we're gonna call the twist a tool are they using that tool to the fullest extent you know uh then then the fake out narrative device yes i think well let okay let me think about that like yeah, i already def- you, you wrote down gurren Logan. i already said flash forwards don't count I would say, you know, you say that, yeah, and uh, some of these do have. I mean, Higurashi, Gurren Lagann, Gungrave definitely are all flash forwards. I would say Higurashi uses its flash forward uh, really, really well. 
especially because that show has to carry the drama of that flash forward for like a while before things take their turn. So I would say it absolutely uses the fuck out of that. I mean, that's a very economic choice. Sure. Uh, Gungrave, not so much. I think when you're doing the fake out, such as like uh, Madoka Magica or Gekko Garashi or Promised Neverland, where everything relies on you reaching that that final five minutes of the first episode and like seeing some things getting ready to like go off. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really risky. It's super risky, right? Because it, it it means that you need to buy in so hard that you're willing to watch another episode just to get the actual premise of the show, right? Because yeah. everything invested now in this in this episode one is is just building up for a punchline. Uh, instead of a traditional episode, which which is supposed to be selling you on the fucking premise of the yeah, show. a traditional episode would set up the characters, their motivations, uh, you know, what the general theme and and arc of the series is going to be, right? You know, yeah. when I think of a perfect episode one, uh, rip out there to Pokemon, but, you know, you get Ash, you get Pikachu, you get what he wants to do with his life, and you get where he's going in 24 minutes. I think uh, it's it's something that I personally just have a, a bias towards. I really, really like it. So, I, 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 you know, I'm the guy who, like, loves Lost, and uh, I'm probably the only person on Earth who actually watched Flash Forward. If uh, any, Obviously, no one knows what that show is, but I do. I watched <laughs> I mean, Flash Forward. You are literally the only person who likes Lost at this point. <laughs> Yeah, probably. Uh, I, I watched all, two seasons of Heroes. Um, it's, you know. Do you hate uh, yourself? Are you okay? <laughs> I had a lot of free time for a long time when I was a teenager. <laughs> I had to fill it somehow. Man, that uh, that 2009 writer strike must have really hurt you. You know, hey, uh, R.I.P. Arrested Development. Honestly, never really recovered. Uh, um, I mean, even that third season back in the day has some questionable stuff in retrospect. Uh, we don't have to. Yeah. We don't have to get into it. We'll save that for our Arrested Development episode. Also, please, uh, please edit me saying uh, retrospect better. <laughs> I'll, I'm going to auto tune that. Um, so that's just something I was thinking about a lot. I think Gabre Zero uh, does this really well and it's also one of the most extreme versions i mean even more so than the ones i've listed uh decadence is one of the more interesting ones because it actually waits like a few episodes before it gets to the fucking punchline um which is very bold i mean talk about a risky play um but the payoff is extreme i mean it is so satisfying i i think uh gungrave is the one that falls on its face uh the most uh but mainly just because the the writing just isn't very good <laughs> uh anyway so that's that's just some stuff those are my thoughts recently i i threw gare zero on basically by random and it totally reminded me of all this shit that i i really like i i think uh more anime should uh have the fucking guts to do something interesting like this because uh, so much anime is like basically the complete opposite of this and i know we've talked about this but like they sell the fuck out of their premise in episode one and then just drop off the map like have mm-hmm, nothing mm-hmm. to follow it up with uh it's like f- front loading every idea you had and then just flailing in the wind uh so in, in that regard i like this a lot better 
I mean, I have to imagine in those cases, they're really banking on uh, recouping funds via merch and and auxiliary sales to the series, right? They're not really they're not really banking on the series itself. They're banking on character designs that that people want <laughs> cute figures of and shit. Yeah, I mean, uh, maybe. I, I think you should probably start with, like, making a good show before you move into the advertising and the merchandise and all that. But but who, uh, hey, I've never made a show. Uh, who am You're I also not a millionaire. I'm also not a millionaire. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, so that's, I, I watched some anime. Um, I read, a, you know, a little bit more real account, the Facebook death game, uh, and it's really gone, uh, kind of gone to ground. It's really started chugging. We've now had two naked girl sauna scenes. Uh, the second one had a, a horny dog in it. So you kind of, you kind of know where that's, that's going. Um, wow. <laughs> um, uh, really t- taking a nosedive. Uh, I'm, I, I'm not sure if I'll be able to finish that one, but I'll try. Well, I have been, I mean, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to throw a quick shout out to, uh, one thing I've been reading, Do it. uh, which is the works of, uh, Nagata Kabi. Uh, she's done several autobiographical manga about, about her life. Well, look, say the, say, at least say the title <laughs> of the famous one. Sure. Uh, well, uh, her, her most famous one is called My Lesbian Experience with Loneliness. Uh, she followed it up with two, a two-volume book called My Solo Exchange Diary. And then she's had a couple short books that she's released about her life, about other struggles that she's had. Um, again, go read them. They're great. I loved them. Uh, real brutal shit. Um, <laughs> we are. It's uh, you know, it's essay manga stuff. If you're really into the essay manga stuff, the autobiographical stuff, it, mm-hmm. they are probably uh, some of the best examples of that kind of thing. They're really, really fantastic. Uh, what else have you <laughs> read it or watched? How about we take a break and then when we come back, we can talk about some of the new releases that we've been watching because that uh, ties in to recent stuff that I've personally been watching as well. All right, all right. That was uh, that was a lot of that was a lot of cartoon talk. It's a lot of anime. I know that was a lot of anime. Hold on a second. Oh my god, is is there more anime on this list? I think there's a, there's some more anime here. Nate, did you did you watch more anime? I did. I did watch some more anime. In fact, it was mandated mandated at last episode that I watch more anime. Oh ho ho ho! So are you paying the price? Yeah. For our uh, isekai death spiral, huh? Uh, so for those not following our lore, last episode I lost several rounds of a quiz of isekai anime and had to go watch some isekai anime. All right, so you're paying us back. You yep. watched you watched Kuma Bear. So the episode in the quiz was actually for the upcoming spring lineup for Kuma 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 Bear Punch, which is the season two. Uh, there's actually an entire season one of Kuma 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 Bear uh, that you didn't know about, apparently, oh my prior God. to this. We c- I got tricked. 
Mm-hmm. Slipped right by you. How could you let a, a good isekai like this go right under your nose, my man? I can't believe I didn't do the necessary research. Um, <laughs> hey, by the way, I don't do research. So if you want correct, <laughs> if you want things corrected, you can fucking hit me up personally. Okay, we can knock it out. Otherwise, like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to look this shit up. I put in so much effort already. Uh, I don't... So what the fuck even is Kuma Bear? Like, you watched episode one. What is it? So the general setup is, you know, fade in on a very generic fantasy world. Um, you you have a little boy running up to an adventurer's guild saying, Help, help, my town is being attacked by a giant snake. Dope. You're activating my gamer senses right now. Yes. And everybody standing around in the in the adventurers guild is like, oh, I can't do it. I'm not uh, I'm not ranked high enough. The fact that the adventurers guild is like a very bureaucratic and uh, I don't know uh, mercenary system. It, mm. it it was very funny to me. Um, also, should set off your your gamer senses right away. Oh, they're off. They're going. It's blaring like a like a police siren right now. And so this little kid is like going around, it's like saying, please, won't you help my village? And everyone's saying like, oh, I'm not strong enough. All the all the strongest heroes are already out on assignment. And <laughs> out of nowhere, a, a young uh, lady wearing a bear onesie. Nice catch. <laughs> um, uh, she's wearing a bear onesie with uh, uh instead of gloves she has two she has a black and a white bear puppet on each hand and she goes up to what? the kid yeah yes wait hold on what she has a, i'm gonna send you a picture she has a teddy bear on each hand yes w- w- wow i uh <laughs> okay sure all right that's not what i was expecting but all right that's pretty weird. So this is what she looks like. She has like a black and white bear onesie on, you know, with the bear hood. Uh, and on each hand, she has little teddy bear puppets. Okay, that's a lot more deranged than I had originally assumed. And so she's like, hey, kid, I'll I'll kill that snake for you, whatever. It's no big deal. And he's like, wow, really awesome. I'm going to take you back to my village. And so they go outside of the Adventurers Guild, and her two bear puppets she can use to summon two actual giant bears. Do they come off her hands? No, no. And I'm going to send you another picture so you oh, can no. see exactly what I'm seeing here. Oh, no. So here's another shot. You can see that she clearly keeps the puppets on her hands. She summons two uh, larger bears that she can ride on the back of. Little cutesy bears. They've yes. got bows. They've got huge sparkly eyes. It's cutesy. It's cutesy. Uh, these are not cocaine bears. <laughs> So they go back to the kid's village, and he's like, you have to be careful. You know, it's, this is the most dangerous monster in the whole world. Basically, her bear suit is revealed to be, like, essentially function like an Iron Man suit, right? So, like, she can pull down her hood, huh? and the bear eyes do, like, a, a scan read of the area. She has detective vision? Yes, yes, she has detective vision. Holy shit. It, more more than that, she has like menu powers, right? Oh, she has floating menus. Oh she doesn't she doesn't have floating menus, but she has menus inside the bear hood. Right, right. A big thing in uh uh webtoons. Interesting yeah. that they made the crossover. 
Okay. Anyway, she okay. she saves the village from this giant snake like it's no big deal. And at the end of the episode, it is revealed that it is actually a video game that she plays. Right? Right. Um, mm-hmm. She's a 15-year-old shut-in, like, super genius who makes a bunch of money day trading stocks online. Oh, God. And uses that the funds. shit. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and you better believe they talk about Bitcoin. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, so, why do why do they hold on? Why do these things always assume that if you're like a little kid genius, you can just make a billion dollars on the stock market? The stock market is not like a puzzle to solve. The reason people get rich on the stock market is because they already have a shit ton of money. I don't want to get into some fucking like basic uh, economics here, but like uh, it's a fucking slot machine. You dumb fuck. I'm sorry. Anyway. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> that shit gets me really mad. The whole fucking kid genius makes stock money. Like, well, it's done very, very ham-fisted because it's like she defeats the snake and everyone congratulates her. And then it does the whole, you know, zoom out uh, VR thing. Right. And it shows her sitting up in bed and taking off her VR visor. And she was like, wow, that was fun. And she walks over to her computer looks at a screen and then picks up her phone and says buy buy sell and then hangs up and then all right that should be enough for mom and dad's allowance this month computer buy low now sell high (laughs) i hate Uh, so she's actually she's so successful at day trading that she funds her parents to just like go on vacations all the time so she has the house to herself she's cucked her parents (laughs) yes she's financially cucked her parents please don't say that word (laughs) into leaving her alone that's really funny um and then and then the the reveal or the catalyst for the series at the start of episode two i had to go a little bit farther to get what the gist was oh so you got you got into it yeah well episode one just ends with her like waking up and revealing that she's some kind of like kid shut-in genius right no no uh no cliffhanger no cliffhanger uh bold choice yeah and then episode two starts with her getting a message from the uh, developers in her in her MMO when she logs mm-hmm. in and it's like you've been selected to uh, test a special update and and when she installs the update she gets isekai into the world of the game okay uh, I just briefly I, I also have to say um, a kid genius uh, clicks on the most obvious fucking scam email I've ever heard in my life <laughs> right are you kidding me well, I mean, it, it, she's a shut-in. Maybe she doesn't, like, uh, read a whole lot. Maybe she just plays this game and daytrades. <laughs> Social engineering works really well on dumbass shut-in girls. Isn't that how Bitcoin works, though? <laughs> I sh- sorry, I shouldn't gender it. It happens to uh, <laughs> any, any shut-in. You're all stupid. <laughs> okay, so she doesn't get sucked into the game until episode two? Yes. Well, wow. And, and how does this change her life in any way? Well, I don't, I don't know yet, but the, the catch when she gets sucked into the game is that she still has her bear hood equipment, uh, which lets her summon the bears and, like, scan the area, but she's reset to level one. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh-oh. 
so that's that's where we that's where I left her off. Wow. Um, so if she dies in the game, does she die in real life? God, I hope so. I mean, she'd have to, right? Yeah, it's the only rule that makes sense. Uh, you know, ever since I saw Game Over with Frankie Muniz, that is the only version of that uh, of that scenario that I'll accept. I mean, if not, like, what would the stakes be? Honestly, like. <laughs> I mean, we, we've we already talked a, a, little, a little bit about how the Isekai is this horrible uh, fucking death drive <laughs> power fantasy. I uh, mean, the Isekai you know, genre is the propaganda wing of a death cult, basically. It is. And, and, and uh, the Isekai itself generally only has uh, stakes in as as far as uh you know uh for the audience to kind of buy into they have just enough that you can be like oh well it's kind of dangerous but but they're almost always ornamental in pretty much exactly this way actually it sounds like this one didn't even address it in the i mean episode. i'm guessing if they do address it what they're gonna do is she's gonna start missing her family because the point that they make in the first episode is that she doesn't like having her family around she she makes money on the stock market so that she can pay for them to be on vacation all the time so but doesn't that imply the opposite that like this is her dream come true well maybe at first i'm guessing i'm sure being reset to level one is gonna humble her a bit but at first maybe she'll be like oh wow this is so great you know now i just get to live my game forever and then she'll start missing her mom and dad or whatever um because also in the first episode she gets a call from her grandpa and he's like guilting her about coming to visit him oh no grandpa and she's like yeah yeah i'll uh you know i'll i'll send you some money i'll come visit soon she hangs up on him uh and she's like wow it's so annoying to have a grandpa who loves me wow wow these spoiled kids man i know these fucking Ugh. kids these zennials these fucking zennials playing their <laughs> their games that just randomly have bear outfits in them <laughs> I, i'm assuming this is like a like a medieval fantasy world right uh, you i would say more of like a dragon quest you know it is the uh, uh it is the little kids version of what a medieval fantasy world looks like okay all right well, uh, I find that to be Berserk. Repugnant. It is not my friend. <laughs> All right. Well, did it get you? Are you? I mean, are, do you have? Any oh no, this is trash. I'm not going to go watch more it's of this. Absolute trash. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Speaking of, speaking of, uh, I also because I watched this and the video game tie-in, Crunchyroll suggested another spring lineup episode one and you were like you're like dump it in my gullet yes please <laughs> yes let me slurp it down baby i want to feel Give that it to me i want to feel that ooze go down into my gut i fucking hated what you just showed me give me more <laughs> yeah well what is what is being an anime fan sir except uh just letting the the slow conveyor belt just drop things directly into your open mouth i mean the the fact is there isn't that much good shit so we have to take what we get yeah well <laughs> hey uh there's good shit now good shit's coming baby it's already unrelated out. to that uh <laughs> i watched my love story with yamada-kun at level 999 yay yay and that is about a girl whose boyfriend gets her into this mmo 
and then breaks up with her for another girl that he met in the MMO. Honestly, a, a tale as old as time. Yes. And so she goes to an IRL event because she uh, hears that he's going to be there with his new girlfriend. Her plan was to get all dressed up and go and make him jealous of how well she's doing post-breakup. The classic. Uh, And so uh, the catalyst for the show is to make him jealous. She randomly latches on to a guy nearby and is like, hey, I'll give you this super cool uh, bonus coupon for an in-game item that I got for showing up to the event if you pretend to be my boyfriend in front of this guy. And it turns out that that guy uh, is both like apparently a famous pro FPS gamer Ugh. and a guildmate of hers that she had gotten in an argument with the day previous. Ooh, I hate, I hate this guy. I hate him. <laughs> and his whole thing is that, is that he is like very uh, emotionless and aloof. Cause the reason they got in an argument in the game is because she was, he was asking if he could farm in the area that she was in. And she was like, oh, I'm actually farming this area because I'm frustrated about my life. And he's like, yeah, I don't give a shit about that. Can you leave, please? Oh, wait, I, I hate him slightly less. I, yeah. I don't know if you yeah, I don't know if you ever played WoW, but like legitimately that was that's a super annoying thing people used to do. It's like, hey, uh, I just had to argue with my girlfriend. Like, I'm really going through a tough time right now. Can you just let me like I really enjoy doing this run through through Death Canyon. <laughs> I need to kill these fucking owl bears here. And you show up and you're like, oh, I, I can wait a couple minutes uh, for you to clear the camp. And they're like, no, I'm going to do it at, at my leisure. You're like, fuck you. <laughs> uh, and so and so he's like, yeah, uh, I don't I don't care about your life. Can you leave, please? And they get uh-huh. in an argument. And then the next day, uh, coincidentally, he is the guy that that she asked to pretend to be her boyfriend. Naturally. And then is he hot? Yeah, he's real hot. Okay, uh, that's cool. yeah. The, that's the linchpin of the series is that is that he's a hot guy. He's a hottie. The, it's not going to work with anybody else. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> he's got to be a hottie. Um, and so at the end of the episode, he, he does something slightly gentlemanly. I can't remember, and she is like, "Oh my god, do I have a crush on him?" And that was the end of the episode. <laughs> Uh, somebody calls her a bitch, and he's like, hey, she's not actually that much of a bitch. No, no, he... They go to a restaurant uh, after the IRL meetup. And he tips? Well, that's the thing. She goes to the bathroom, and when she comes back, he's gone, and she thinks she he dipped, but he actually went to the convenience store to buy Band-Aids uh, because she tripped earlier and her ankle was bleeding. Oh, I thought you were going to say he paid the, for the meal. Like, no. That would have been kind of uh, nice. No, she, uh, he actually explicitly made her pay for the meal. Oh. <laughs> so he is a piece of shit. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, he he goes back and he comes back with the, with the Band-Aids and she's like, wow, thank you. And he's like, well, it's the least I could do since, you know, I drank uh, all those sodas and you're paying for it. Oh, my God. Uh, okay, I hate him again. Uh, and then she likes him? Question mark. Awful. 
Death Penalty. That's what I've been watching. Uh, those are the new releases on my schedule. Okay, and so that that is that is uh, that is a new show. That was that was literally fresh off the presses, right? Yeah, that was day one of spring lineup. Um, oh boy. Okay, and are you gonna watch? Are you gonna watch more of this show? Did it get you? I don't think so. I don't think so. Probably not. No. Okay. Okay. It sounds pretty bad. It's, it's not. I mean, I can't lie. It's it's bad in the way that it's like offers nothing really to talk about one way or the other. You know, good shows are like okay for a minute or two. Bad shows have a lot to talk about. This was like uh, offensively mundane in the end. Right. Right. Uh, like half the the rom com lineup every year. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, can we talk about something that was like good? <laughs> Let's talk about something that we both watched that was uh, slightly better than bad, in my opinion. Finally, finally, it finally happened. Okay, so <laughs> Hell's Paradise episode one is out, people. It dropped, baby. I'm so excited for this. I don't even know where to start. I guess start at uh, the OP. Uh, the only thing that I found disappointing was the song doesn't really slap. Uh, that was my thought, too. I was yeah. really disappointed with the song, and I feel like I've been spoiled because, you know, uh, Chainsaw Man anime, pretty good. Uh, I think uh, opening OP, uh, great. Fucking love that kickback. Good song. Every, every ending to the, to the season had a different song. Some of them were better than others, but I think combined with the animations, they were all great. Pretty so good. So that really spoiled me. This was lackluster, but... Also, and, you know, like, recently we had Jujutsu Kaisen had, like, a fucking fantastic oh, closer was, song. I love I that love song. I love that. That was great. That And, bangs. of course, the season one of uh, Spy Family has, like, one of my favorite songs ever, like, uh, you know, comedy... I, by Gen Hoshino, like that shit is so fucking good. I loved every Spy Family opener and closer. They were all gold to me. Really good. Uh, shit. Same, same with the Kaguya-sama Love Is War uh, openings. Oh, um, great song, great, song. great songs. So I feel like I've been I've been supping off the good nectar for a while yeah, now. I know. We so we were spoiled. I mean, so this was an inevitable letdown at some point. Uh, you know, something had to go wrong. But you know, it wasn't that bad. And also the animation is fantastic anyway. I love the the choices that they went with. Uh you know, they always do the OPs always do their little teasery thing mm -hmm. where they're like, "Ooh, look what look what's coming up in this season. Aren't you like uh sufficiently titillated?" And it's like the answer is yes. Uh I think they chose good shit. Uh, well, you know, ever I'm since Jujutsu Kaisen, uh, MAP has been hitting it out of the park. They've been doing some real good stuff. Uh, they have a pretty great uh, track record, and uh, this episode, they did some pretty great shit, which is funny because, like, n I guess we can get into it, like, not a huge amount of action in episode one, which I was a little surprised about. I was surprised that, uh, you know, this is, a, this is a very firmly an action-oriented show, but we decided to start with just all the backstory just dump all the backstory at once. Um, well, so my background with uh, Hell's Paradise is a while ago you gave me a list of manga to do a one chapter read on. Yep. You know, yep. read the read the chapter one of all these, and that was yep. one of them. And from what I remember, it's pretty much everything that was in that chapter one uh, showed up in this episode. They did it pretty much beat for beat. Um, I don't think that there was too much superfluous information that they put in there oh no no, no. and you uh you definitely read it 
much much more recently than me so you would be more on that i was just surprised that uh you know we're we're getting into it like we said episode one is the chance to like hook the audience Mm-hmm. And I think they did fine. Uh, I, I think they this is sufficiently interesting. But I really thought they would like get into it, you know, like introduce m- more than our central two characters and have a little bit more action. But uh, we just had kind of the the backstory dump, um, and I didn't realize that they revealed uh, his uh, his wife's face facial scarring uh, so soon. I thought that was maybe later on, but no, that was chapter not. one in the manga as well. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty wild. It's got that, like, Ready Player One, the movie type thing where <laughs> it's like, oh, look at my horribly scarred face. And, you know, it's, it's just, just a cute anime girl with <laughs> it's a cute anime girl with like a, a, a scar across her eye that makes her look honestly kind of badass. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's not exactly Phantom of the Opera shit. She's not like ripping off a mask and she's launched Shady Jr. She's like, you're the only one who could fall in love with my hideous face. And he's like, wow, a girl is talking to me. <laughs> Yeah, like her, the shadow is lifted from her face and she's like, don't look, don't look. She has like a little, uh, like beauty mark above her mouth. (laughs) (laughs) It's, I'm hideous. It's like, okay, all right. I'm a monster. Oh no. Uh, okay. Sure. Sure. So, I mean, that's, that's one, that's one nitpick, but overall I think, uh, I mean, Hey, it's a twist for me that the premise is uh, a dude who is like, oh yeah, I'm, like my relationship and i want to fight for it like like i like her in a romantic way and i'm not embarrassed about that it's actually my motivation this was one of the original things in the manga that hooked me almost immediately was one he's a wife guy he's a wife guy well one we're dealing with two adults you know Mm -hmm. um two we're dealing with a wife guy who like doesn't hate his wife uh has a, a a legitimate like adult romantic relationship uh, with another consenting human being that they don't really get into, you know, obviously, uh, you don't have... Well, he's a super badass ninja, right? Gets betrayed by his ninja clan, and he's arrested by uh, some douchebag who's trying to kill him. <laughs> um, and the whole premise of the series is there's this uh, lady there taking notes trying to figure out, like, what his deal is, because they can't kill him. Like, every try they they try and chop off his head and the sword breaks they try and like boil him in oil and like nothing happens they don't realize he's a he's a super badass ninja who's a fire type yeah um so they keep trying to burn him uh and it's just healing him he's just getting healing uh values back uh, his hp keeps going right back up whenever they set him on fire uh real dumbasses. So the reason he got betrayed is because like he realized that like oh shit i don't want to be an assassin anymore so i'm going to i'm going to fuck off from the village out of well, okay. Well, let me let me put it like this. You know that thing in cop shows where the wife is like, "Why do you keep doing this?" And he's like, "Sorry, baby, I gotta take the call." He basically is. He does that thing that you always say the cop should do and be like, "Well, I quit. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a wife guy now." Yeah, <laughs> like, no, like I don't want to. I don't. I want to be with my wife. I don't want to die. Yeah. Like I don't want to die. I don't want to keep doing this shit where I show up home like uh, you know at two in the morning and I'm all grumpy and shit. Uh, yeah. No, he just wants to be like a wife guy and live in peace. Uh, and that uh, makes him that t- kicks off the uh, the entire series of events. And so it sounds like going forward, it's going to be some kind of a death game almost where he's competing with these other condemned criminals to find the elixir of life and bring it back. A- am I getting that right? That's what it says on the tin. 
that's that's the premise. Uh, that's what I liked about it. I like that he's a wife guy. That's that's a good twist. It's a great twist. Uh, usually, usually these guys don't like being uh, with a partner for some reason. Uh, this guy does, and I think that's uh, that's worth highlighting. <laughs> Yeah. All right, uh, you manga freak. What else have you... Uh... Well, I did... You know, what else came out was the first episode of uh, Tengoku Daimakyo. But but going into that, I kind of want to talk about, like, how we should talk about this stuff moving oh, forward. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because one of the original pitches that I was talking about the show is... And uh, no offense uh, to anyone uh, out there, uh, but uh, basically every other person who talks about anime in a public space uh, has god-awful taste. You have terrible taste. Sorry. It's Uh, true. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You're constantly recommending bad shit. And uh, I thought, you know, what makes doing this worthwhile is like setting the record straight, right? Is going, this is bad. And uh, oh, this is hey, good. Hey, all you other anime reviewers out there, I've had it about up to here with you. Yeah, I, I, I really, you know, one of the things that uh, really I struggle with is like finding new stuff to read and watch. And not because there's not stuff, a sea, an absolute bottomless pit of anime and manga out there waiting to be devoured. But the what's, problem uh, is... What's that, what's that saying? Water, water everywhere. So let's all have a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's how that goes for sure. <laughs> that's that's how it says. Yeah, um, it's more like uh, the food is terrible in such small portions. Like that's really that's kind of where we're at. Um, <laughs> but like you can't find recommendations uh, or straight up reviews because everyone else fucking sucks. They have terrible taste. I'm again. I'm so sorry. No, it's 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 not you. That's just an objective fact. It's just an objective fact. So basically, uh, I, I don't necessarily want to do like full reviews, but I definitely want to help steer you away from bad things and, and towards good things. I think uh, as far as any kind of core tenet of, uh, of what we're doing here, I, I think that should be uh, one of the poles, you know, uh, one of the pillars. So I just, yeah, so I just want to kind of get that out of the way. I like, I, I don't know if we should be doing like a review show, but this is definitely a recommend and, and a steer clear of type show. Um, so I would, we, in fact, know, even go so far as to call this an anti-review show. Don't listen to the stuff we talk about or don't read it. Don't watch it. <laughs> uh, close your eyes, close your ears, hide in the closet. Yeah. Um, so like with Hell's Paradise, you know, I think it's good that we talked about episode one. We have confirmed that uh, as far as uh, kicking off the show goes, I think they're on the right track. I think that is a worthwhile adaptation. And so leading into Tengoku Daimakyo, I, it's very much in a similar vein. I, I don't need to get super into uh, the narrative or the nitty gritty, right? Uh, but I can say uh, Tengoku Daimakyo from second one is phenomenal uh this is the show of the season i can say that already like the animation is so extra (laughs) they go so fucking hard on the frames if you if you watch even just the first minute you will be hooked so it's like i'm not sure even how much more I could even say I, I think the the Japanese voice actors are doing a great job. The the animation, even though occasionally they do that new Mappa style CG. See, that's the stuff that I'm less of a fan of. Which again, uh, I was real glad that Hell's Paradise episode one really steered clear of that because they CGI haven't known. Free. 
Yeah, CGI free. Uh, yeah. Good animation. Great stuff. Um, yes, and I would say... Uh, they do a, a very little bit of that, um, but it is good. Like, uh, you know, they they don't use it for any, like, weird uh, monsters or uh, uh, overly uh, rotoscoped fight scenes or anything like that. Everything else is very traditional animation. I think it, it meshes pretty well in, in the way that uh, Chainsaw Man sometimes uh, used it to, to better effect uh, than other times. Um, uh, I think Tengoku Daimakyo is very obviously going to be the fucking hit of this season uh can you give me the pitch in a minute or less well i described it a little bit in the episode when we were talking about the spring lineup a couple episodes ago um but basically we start off with children in a sort of what seems to be like a futuristic school oh yes okay i totally remember this one i know exactly Um, what you're talking about Yes, exactly. And then we transition to our other main characters who are these uh, this, this this boy and girl who are making their way across this sort of uh, destroyed post-apocalyptic-ish landscape. Um, and they're in search of people. And uh, we're kind of... Uh, the central mystery is how are these two things going to collide together? That's, uh, that's the thrust. And they do a really great job of setting up both of those sides of the story. Um, for a first episode, they sell the shit out of it. I mean, it's hooked like a motherfucker. Uh, you know, call call Pinhead because the hooks are fucking out. Man, that Mappa hitting it out of the park this season. They're they. I mean, they've got a great reputation for a reason. They're just doing really, really great work. Uh, and I think some of this was like Toho Studios. Okay. As well, especially for a, a lot of the Tengoku Damaki stuff. But yeah, that that is uh, immediately must watch. I mean, if you are going to watch any anime on a week-to-week basis it's it has to be this one um as much as i love Hell's paradise this is fucking choice i i really i really don't even know much more to say it really just fucking knocked me out of the park uh get on that shit oh the only bad thing since we mentioned one bad thing about hell's paradise uh the only bad thing about this show is it's on disney plus what really really (laughs) <laughs> That's the only uh, streaming site, uh, a paid streaming site that uh, has it in the U.S., I think. Uh, Damn. Which, uh, Mouse yeah. is moving in on uh, on all kinds of new genres. I, I don't know what what deal was struck. I don't know how that happened, but, like, you, you ha- in America, you have to watch it on Disney+. Plus. Also, uh, they don't really give a fuck, so you can't even search for uh, the English name for it, which is uh, Heavenly Delusion. Uh, you have to search Tengoku Daimakyo, so uh, keep that in mind. Uh, I won't spell it for you. You're going to have to look it up. You heard it here, folks. Check it out. And I would never tell you to do something like pirate it, you know, maybe from you know, a, a website uh, where you can tour an anime you know, I would never say anything like, you know, maybe go to nya.si and download the episode there or find it on your favorite streaming site. I would not tell you to do that because uh, that's bad. Uh, less, less said about that, uh, the better. Um, <laughs> maybe we should, maybe we should uh, take, a, take a break uh, before I mention more websites you can download stuff off of. Let's take a break, and when we come back, I got something for you. All right. Oh, boy. All right. Welcome back, Anime Death Spiral. 
We were talking about some of the uh, spring lineup, new releases we were watching. Tengoku Daimakyo, Hell's Paradise. Go check them out. And if you weren't listening, if you weren't listening, uh, hey, go back and listen to the rest of the episode. Yeah, start from the beginning, people. Why Don't start here. You just missed all... uh, Go back, dude. (laughs) All right. For those of us who have been keeping up with the lore, last episode, Remy gave me a quiz of the isekai nature. For all the wrong answers, I had to go watch a horrible isekai episode. Uh, some of them have not come out yet. We talked about Kuma 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 Bear, so I kept my end of the bargain. Now I'm coming back at you with a quiz of my own. Are you are you ready for the challenge? So you wanted revenge, huh? I wanted revenge. That is uh, pretty much my my guts like motivation in this life. Oh, you stepped to me. Uh, indeed. Well, lay it on me, kid. Okay, rules of the game. I am going to send you a list of uh, horrible rom-com anime or manga. Uh, It's not exclusive. Some of them are manga, some of them are anime, some of them are both. And then I am going to give you a list of... I will progressively give you a list of traits describing the pro tags of these various anime. No names. uh, (laughs) And you're going to have to try and match it to a title. Oh, boy. I will give you a description, and then you will have to tell me which which title you think it goes to. Got it? I think I got it. I'm feeling pretty confident about this one. Okay. Here is the list of titles. All right. Let's see here. Uh, you may go through them if you want. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, hey, you know what? I know some of these already. So, uh, yeah, you've, you're going to have to be a little tricky with me because uh, uh, some of these I've read. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah. And how do you want me to do this? Should I answer each one, or should we go through the list? I'm going to give you a protag description, and then you have to give me a title. Uh, And if you get it wrong, you have to either watch an episode of the anime or read five chapters of the manga, if you haven't already. And are you going to tell me yes or no immediately, or do we have to wait to the end? Uh, I don't know. which, uh, Which would you prefer? Well, uh, it'll be easier for me if you tell me immediately. Uh, then I'm going to wait to the end. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Okay. First one, uh, a boy with an inability to be dishonest or deceitful about his feelings or intentions. All right. I think uh, a boy who is overly honest. That has got to be... Uh, shit. I'm our Fuck. Uh, <laughs> it's gotta be that's gotta be uh his and her circumstances right we'll see at the end oh shit oh god okay i'm immediately sweating i was too confident hit me with number two okay uh a shy and socially anxious nerd who wants to be a painter <laughs> see if you'd left out that last part that would have been uh way way too hard it would have been too generic i had to keep these a little specific yeah. Yeah, you've got to give us one character trait at least. That is that is obviously Nagatoro. I know that one. You can't get me on that one. All right. Uh, Protag 3. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. An upstanding businessman who secretly loves video games. Oh, no. Uh, I'm going to say shit. That's got to be, that's gotta be uh, love is hard for otaku. I'm calling that one. You're calling it? I, it's got to be that, yeah. Number four. Let's do it. Okay, number four. A socially anxious teen who thinks girls with runny noses are cute. 
Girls with runny noses. Now that is a twist for me. Uh, shit. I'm just gonna straight up have to guess. Uh, is, uh, is that, uh, is that girlfriend, girlfriend? We'll see at the end. Okay. Foo boy. Oh man. This is, uh, All this right. is spicing up. Oh no. I'm feeling bad about this now. <laughs> I've got a bad feeling. Okay. And, and per the rules of the game, this is not elimination. You know, uh, I'm going to tell you the results at the end. You just have the list of possible answers. But every every uh, title does go to a to a to a pro tag, so there are okay, no tricks okay. here. All right, good, good. Okay, okay. number five. Uh, a socially anxious heir to a large fortune. <laughs> That's it. Yes. Oh fuck. Uh, <laughs> god. Oh my god. Okay, let's see. Let me see what I've already said. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, so I'm I I I I've just got to guess. Uh, is that... I mean, you can guess the same title twice. I'm not eliminating them. I am. Okay. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna say that's, uh, Ayoriyoshi. Is that your final answer? That's my guess. That's my guess. Oh. All right, uh, moving on. A teen who likes to work out at a karate dojo, but has no ability to pick up on romantic feelings. Okay, all right. That, that's definitely Tomo-chan. That's gotta yeah. be Tomo-chan. Oh, I wasn't supposed to tell you, but yeah, you got that one. I'll give you that yeah. one for free. Yeah, I know that one. Okay, <laughs> we just talked about that. I know that one. Okay, <clears throat> all right. Number seven. Let's do it. Uh, number seven. A punk who has a thing for quiet introvert girls. Hey, you can't get me with that one, because I've already read My Little Monster. Oh! Front to back. That's right. I love My Little Monster. Yeah, it doesn't have really uh, an ending but you know what? What what rom com actually has a satisfying ending? Uh, up until the last ten chapters, My Little Monster, uh, good stuff. Right, I recommend. All right, number eight. Let's see here. A high school student who is also a famous shoujo mangaka. Oh, yeah. but also cannot pick up on romantic intent. No, they always have a hard time with that, don't they? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that is definitely Nozaki Kun. Absolutely, it is. I'm locked in. Yep. I'm, I'm just telling in. you at this point. I'm just telling you the answers. <laughs> you don't have to tell me. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, number nine, an heir to a large fortune who is not socially anxious. Oh my God. <laughs> large for another large fortune. Uh, it happens all the that, time. Is that uh, shit? Is is that? Uh, Hokkaido gals, maybe? Is that your final answer? Fuck, fuck yes, yes, I, I'm calling it, yeah. <laughs> okay. Flailing in the wind here. And Somebody's. last one, uh, an introvert who likes to work out and swim. Well, that's that's Uzaki-chan. Another one we talked about already. We talked about it. Okay, yeah. We you, talked about I it. I figured you would have known that one. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. <sighs> so you got that right. You got Tomo-chan. Uh, you got Nagatoro, obviously. You fucking yep, pervert. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> walk down the list here. Let's walk down the list. Okay, number one, uh, Uzaki-chan wants to hang out. You got uh, it. I got it. Mm-hmm. Tomo-chan is a girl. I think I got that one. You got that one. Okay. Uh, don't bully Nagatoro. I, I definitely got that one. You right? definitely got that one. Yes. Uh, his and her circumstances, I don't know. I don't know. You did not get that one. Oh, fuck. What was it? What was it? Uh, that was the socially anxious heir to a large fortune. Oh, my God. 
Okay, girlfriend, girlfriend. Uh, that was the boy with an inability to be dishonest or deceitful about his feelings. Did I get that? Uh, you did not get that. You gotta, you oh. gotta watch an episode of Girlfriend, Girlfriend. Ah, oh, shit. Okay. Uh, Hokkaido gals are adorable. Did I get it? No, that was the runny nose pervert. Oh my god, it's the runny nose? The yep. Hokkaido gal has the runny nose? Yeah, because it's up north in the cold. Oh my god. Uh, so yeah, that is not that, an no. anime, so you gotta read five chapters of that one. Jesus, but but Hokkaido gals would know how to handle a runny nose, right? They listen. Uh, they have a whole curious. rule. They have a whole set of rules on what does and does not make a Hokkaido gal. You'll see. Oh my god! All right, fine. I definitely <laughs> got My Little Monster. Uh, you did. You I definitely got, got My Little Monster. Yes. Okay. What about Ayoriyoshi? Uh, you did not get Ayoriyoshi. That is Fuck. a dual manga anime. You can choose one episode of the anime or five chapters of the manga well what is what was that what was that one that was the uh heir to a large fortune who's not socially anxious he's just like a cool guy he's just a cool guy he's just like a cool dude see i tend to avoid uh large fortunes <laughs> i don't like uh, his fortunes. his whole thing is that he actually doesn't want to be an heir to a large fortune oh i know they never <laughs> want to be there uh yeah you fucking punks whatever uh okay well what about love is hard for otaku you did get that uh, one. That, that was correct. I did get that one. Okay. And you also and, got Monthly Girls Nozoki Kun. Yeah, 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 yeah. I knew that one. Mm -hmm. I knew that one. So a couple of these, I had a little bit of an advantage. I already knew. I wasn't sure. I went through and I picked uh, several of what I didn't think was the was the top rom-com on on the various sites that I that I browse, but well, you, you got you very conspicuously. You left out Hori Mia and you left out uh, Shikimori is not just a cutie, which are mm -hmm. two very popular ones right now. Uh, I also left out Kaguya-sama because I know you Obviously read that. Obviously left out Kaguya because uh, uh, that's uh, he, not exactly the most distinctive personality, but I probably no. would have gotten it. Yeah, I think that you did about as well as I expected, and I think <laughs> I got you back for uh, for that Isekai quiz. God damn it. <laughs> well, so you're gonna you have know, to give me a report on some of these next episode all right all right i feel like this one was harder than mine but okay all right <laughs> i will do it i will i will romance it up maybe i'll even like some of these who knows i doubt it i highly doubt it <laughs> <laughs> you didn't try to choose ones that were actually good oh no no these were specifically the trash ones fuck damn it but you didn't choose mysterious girlfriend x no, no, I didn't. Wow, wow, what what restraint? Well, you know, I wanted to limit it to ten to keep in line with the isekai one last episode. So, uh, if you want to bump up the uh, the body count next time, <laughs> be my guest. I'm not gonna read Mysterious Girlfriend X just for fun. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> that, that I'm still pretty repelled by that concept. <laughs> sorry. sorry if you like it out there. Hey, if you like it and you think that's actually. Uh, worth reading uh hit me up i would love to be talked out of hating it i guess <laughs> wow wow that was uh that was intense uh i'll have to bump down a couple of my death games that i'm reading to make room for these uh, awful romantic comedies but uh I'm, I'm willing to make that sacrifice for you best friend you best friend the listener who we have a real actual relationship with and we're actually friends with you 
Uh, and that's what makes it so nice that you joined us for another uh, Anime Death Spiral. I'm really glad that we got to hang out. Here at Anime Death Spiral, we don't know the meaning of the word parasocial. Uh, I literally don't know what that word means. <laughs> I've uh, <laughs> never heard para or social. But, you know, it's very nice that you came and hung out with us. I think you're leaving with, for once, some really great recommendations. You can have uh, some nice uh, animes to watch. All right. Well, I'll, you can hold me to it. I promise I will I will uphold my side of the bargain. I do not back down from any manga challenge, and that goes for anybody, uh, even you, my best friend who's listening to this. Uh, is there anything else uh, we should be looking forward to, maybe for next episode, maybe something uh, coming up or uh, something you want to talk about? I know you've been really itching to talk about Kingdom Hearts for some reason. <laughs> well, I was about to say that we had done some cursory talk about maybe uh, going into a little bit of video game anime next episode. Because yeah, you are just desperate to get this Kingdom Hearts. It's, you know, it's a monkey on my back, sir. Yeah, you just have some seriously hot takes that are just burning a hole in your pocket. You have to get rid of them. It's true. Uh, find them next time on Anime Death Spiral. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Mr. Kennedy, you are just a bit player in my script. Your your B performance is so lacking. And Leon's like, oh yeah, big guy? Well, why don't you get a load of this? He shoots a bunch of bullets that miss. <laughs> <laughs>